Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 78. It's an odd day for us to be live, but here we are on this glorious Sunday. My name is John, and I am joined once again by the uh, the sultry tones of Andrea. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with that, but thank you. Thank you. Quite complimentary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, you could have gone with like the mannish tones, also <laughs> correct. <laughs> I... I like sometimes it's, you know, you get to find the silver lining when you're sick or whatever. And, you know, my throat can, my voice can drop a couple octaves. Yeah. You know? I feel like uh, this is going to be an old school reference, but I feel like Phoebe on Friends when she mm. uh, gets sick and she just like goes deep jazz singer voice. That's what I feel like right now. Is that considered old school now? It's, I don't it's know. It's old I mean, so, sometimes retro. it feels like it. You know, when yeah. you reference something out of the 90s and you're like, yeah, but it, I think you know. I'm stuck in that perpetual state where probably <laughs> now for the rest of my life, the 90s will feel like it was a, a decade ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when I just think of we're now, but 10 years ago was the 90s. Yes. Right? Yes. But <laughs> the, the 90s feels like right around the corner in the past, per se. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we're here to talk about uh, not retro things necessarily, um, <laughs> but we might figure out a way to do it. Um, we talk about pop culture things that interest us. Sometimes there's whiskey. Um, our big topics later in the evening are going to be uh, James Bond. We're going to talk about some James Bond movies and then Star Wars Visions. Mm -hmm. And so with Star Wars Visions, we'll probably get spoilery um, later potentially. Um, and until then it should probably be pretty good. Maybe, maybe we'll have some spoilers for like James Bond movies from the seventies, you know, that, that <laughs> talk might about old school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, quick thanks to, uh, Mike for jumping in the chat. Hey Mike. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, all right. As we've decided to change things up a little bit, um, we're going with drink holidays. What are the drink holidays, Andrea? Yeah, well, we've it's been a while since we've had an episode, so we've had a couple. The uh, 1st of October brought us World Sake Day. The 4th was National Vodka Day, which I was going to celebrate when we were planning to have our Friday episode, um, but unfortunately that got canceled for our technical difficulties. Um, and then just yesterday, it was World Pinotage Day, which is a kind of red wine made with a special grape. Nice. Well, I sadly am now celebrating none of them. I've got some hot <laughs> tea, trying to trying to soothe away my my dulcet tones into something more normal. <laughs> oh shucks. <laughs> um, well, I feel like I'm obligated to not let you get away with saying sake. Okay. I know. I, just, I know sake. I I'm sorry. I don't want to be one of those people. No, I understand you should be one of those people. Romanization exists and has for a long time. Mm. It's a thing. So no, you should be one of those people. But that's is sake romanized into sake, or mm. is it is, is it is okay? Yes, absolutely. So. That was um, I guess in my experience, speaking as somebody who worked at a sushi restaurant, um, when people would order, it was like, oh, can I get the bottle of hot sake? You know what I mean? Like that was just See, but like just because people say it doesn't mean that's right. 
No, it doesn't mean it's right. I'm just saying it's like it's that's like how it's been like forgive my language bastardized into English, you know, mm-hmm. pronunciation. You know what I mean? Alan types in a good example in the chat. Everyone says panko. I say panko because you sound like a pretentious whatever if you say panko, but it yeah. would be panko. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I, 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 because I appreciate Japanese stuff so much and, and like, like to learn some of the language, it, I choose to be annoying about it, I guess, you know. But all, totally other things, be. like all the time, I don't, you know, and so it's not fair. It's really not fair, for me, <laughs> you know, to do that so inconsistently. So that's okay. Anyways, um, well, I'm not celebrating any of those days, like exactly, I guess. Um, well, I should say, I feel bad that I don't have a martini. Time we talk about James <laughs> Bond later, not the True. new movie, mind you, but just True. like James Bond in general. Um, but I do have a really classy vodka Red Bull. <laughs> so it is vodka day on uh, the fourth. It's, that is brilliant. It is a it is one of those flavored Red Bulls, which is better than regular one. <laughs> okay, and, um, better. Yeah, I'm gonna put that in air quotes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> not not classier, but it is better. <laughs> okay. Talk yeah. about a talk about an old school throwback. I haven't had a, like a vodka Red Bull since college. It just <laughs> you know when you need that perk up. Yeah, too, it's know? it's Absolutely. weird. It like the Red Bull totally cancels out like the the um. What yeah, trying to like say the downers of depressor. Vodka. Yeah, yeah, the depressor of the alcohol. Yep. I mean, I don't want to go to a club because I'm at the club all the time. I don't want to <laughs> go to a club and just ask for coffee. <laughs> You know, so yeah, talking about giving yourself away as an old timer. Hey there, I'll have a cup of yeah. coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> coffee all around, um, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coffee, I mean, nice. Mm-hmm. You'd be used to like the pay at Perkins and drink all night coffee kind of thing, and they'd be bringing. Yeah. Oh well, we got this Starbucks coffee. It's five dollars a pop. Take that. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, well, like you said, it's been a little bit since we've had an episode. How has your week been? Pretty good, other than this, you know, voice loss I'm currently experiencing, mm-hmm. um, which is the result, I think, of a getting over a cold and then also a bunch of shouting that I did at my television today at some football oh. games. Um, they gotcha. were they were okay. quite close, and then I also shouted at my softball games. Um, which I just right. came in from playing. You're getting the very sporty windswept Andrea. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of shouting today. So just totally, totally shot right here. So, yeah. yeah. Um, some things that uh, I did not shout at my TV at um, were the next few episodes of Great British Baking Show. Nicest okay. show on TV. I watched a couple of those that came out. Um and then I also finally, finally caught up on all of Ted Lasso. So I'm through season finale of season two. Uh, okay. So there were definitely some moments I could have shouted at that, but I refrained. Because um, I, feel, I feel like we should definitely have like a get down in it spoiler filled episode of Ted Lasso. So I'm going to save my comments on that. Okay. Um, also watched Foundation, the next episode. 
And I started, like so many other people in our nation right now, uh, Netflix's Squid Game, which is okay. intriguing, excellent. If you haven't started it, highly recommend. I am okay. not normally one of those, like, jump on the bandwagon people, but I am for this. It's good. And I think you would like it, John. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I is definitely, I'm definitely interested. I, yeah. I want to, I want to get there. Um, it'll help, I suppose, with Ted Lasso wrapping up for now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it's something that like, it's immediate, you must watch it. But I think at some point, like, mm -hmm. whenever you choose, you would like it for sure. Okay. Um, and then in the spirit of this month, I also watched the original Scream and the original Halloween uh, because I found out, I don't know why I'm like late to this party, but that Netflix has a Scream TV series. So I decided I kind of wanted to get into that as my next thing for Halloween. Um, okay. And then I watched Halloween because I want to watch Halloween Kills that is coming okay. out this week, I believe. And you, the Halloween you're referring to is the original or the OG. New... Okay. OG. It. Yep. I started and I decided to go through all the Halloweens. Okay. So I had fun, had fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be ups and downs, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't got to do as much Halloween related stuff as I've wanted to, but we did watch The Lost Boys. I don't remember if I mentioned <gasps> I that before. I love that but... movie. I love that movie. It's so good. Yeah. I didn't know it was a uh, Schumacher film. Yes. But now that I yeah. know that, it's like, yep, that makes a lot oh, of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. I used to watch that actually as like a, a kid. My dad introduced mm. me to it. He just thought like I would like it, and I do love it. It's a good one, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, not too much else scary, I guess. Um, I have still not seen this week's new Foundation or Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. So I wasn't in the field yesterday and booked it down to Iowa for the wedding. Oh, nice. Glad you got to go. This morning. So, yeah, I haven't had a chance for any of that. Sure. But, yeah, a little more Sea of Thieves. So, yeah. Um, other thoughts? Yeah, we'll leave it for the Ted Lasso talk and some of that later. So Sure. News, news, news. Um, some of this is a little bit old, but we haven't spoken about it yet. Um, as far as video game stuff goes, there's a few things. It was a big week for Nintendo. Mm -hmm. um, they had their Smash Bros presentation, um, revealing their final Smash character, which is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. And um, it's it. kind of the goodbye to uh, Sakurai, the he's always always does these directs he's like responsible for this game mm -hmm. and um as we talked i think last episode where do they go from here right what next right so but nintendo also um they recently unveiled that they're going to do a, a donkey kong themed thing at universal in japan and now the pokemon company has struck a deal to do pokemon so I'm just hoping all this stuff makes it over stateside sooner rather than later so we yes, can go please. to Universal, Mario, Donkey Kong, Pokemon World. Yes, Let's please. go. Sign yeah. me up. Mm -hmm. You know they've got to have like some exclusive or like it's like shiny yeah. Pokemon everywhere for Pokemon Go, right? You go there it, and it's just. They better. 
They yeah. better like celebrate it upright. Mm-hmm. I bet they'll do some sort of like world event or something. They're yep. like on top of world events in Pokemon Go. And then the last bit of Nintendo news, um, Metroid Dread came out and yes, the new Switch LED. So yeah, lots going on for Nintendo this last week. And you've got Metroid Dread, right? I do. I, right. I I took my Switch LED down to Iowa thinking, yeah. oh, if there's downtime, <laughs> surely I will, you know, try a little Metroid Dread. Was that a but fool's that, errand? That was a fool's errand. <laughs> this thing just barely squeezes in my current Ooh, case. Looks good, though. So, yeah. So I... Some people are upset about the um, upgrades or lack thereof on the system, but I tell you, like this really does feel like, like how phones often say a pro model or something. The thing that distinguishes between like the the budget friendly model of a phone and then the premium one, mm-hmm. this just feels better. Sure. You know, it feels more premium. The screen is is a shockingly better you don't realize how bad the original switch screen is until you (laughs) use this so sure yeah well good yep worth it uh what's that worth it then for you yes yep um and then the last bit of gaming news it's kind of uh the bridge here between gaming and television uh news netflix Mm -hmm. is apparently getting into gaming Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a like leaked document before in a Netflix boardroom or whatever showing a PlayStation controller. And so there was theories abound, like, is there a partnership between PlayStation and Netflix? Well, other people had suggested perhaps it's just a placeholder giving as a presentation, you know, and um, I think that's probably what's happening here. Netflix mm-hmm. um, is just the latest big big company to get involved in gaming mm-hmm. so they bought the oxen free studio so it's a very small studio mm-hmm. um but that's now amazon which um we've we've known has been working on games and has their rpg now right. and google still hasn't folded <laughs> i mean they're still there so, i don't mean to laugh so hard but it's just mm-hmm. It's just hard. I mean, Google's just like skinning their teeth in it. I mean, mm-hmm. they're just hanging in there for I what? Mean, I don't know. They have the money to wait it out if they want. You know, I think they that... They do. I just... I don't know. I just want them it's, to do something. Yeah. I mean, it's you see all these companies that... Like, they want to get into gaming because they know how much money gaming loosely the term makes. Like, mm-hmm. it was unveiled in core documents that Apple makes more money from games than Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo combined. Oof. And they don't make any games. Like, no, it's don't. just from getting the 30% cut through the App Store and some of that. You know, and they're going to be funding games and stuff going forward or whatever, you know. But, but still, like, there's billions of people with smartphones in their pockets, and they play some form of game. And so all mm-hmm. these people, like, we, you know, let's, let's get them somehow. Yeah. And um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff about... Uh, like these acquisitions and some people are worried about all the acquisitions piling up and we're not going to have enough 
you know, variety, enough companies left is going to have some sort of monopolistic view, you know, of, of things. Um, but I heard another interesting argument today. Okay. Is that a lot of these companies, particularly like a Microsoft or Sony that are have been involved in this space, they see a lot of developers, their current business models, not exactly uh, prone to growth. It's a lot of risk involved in developing games. That's maybe only for some people. It doesn't have really big mass appeal. And so right. they need the financial support. Well, in that, we have companies like Tencent that are coming in and like offering a lot of cash. Here's our money. They're buying big stakes in companies and stuff, you know, and like propping them up and stuff. Well, that's that's an issue. An issue, a growing concern, you know, with the influence of of China in all different elements of pop culture, but in here, they China just unveiled um, their new standards for games, which include you can't have effeminate men, you can't have same-sex kisses, you can't have games that give you the choice between being good or bad. Um, so, and that comes on top of the crackdown in their country about like setting strict gaming time limits right for right. kids yeah that, so, that passed not too long ago didn't it yep yep like just so a couple months ago it's yeah. all been even less than i think but it's all been happening you know quick but 10 cents been putting their tendrils in everything for a long time and so you know if the chinese government says boo then they have to react and so some of these companies you know that are from america or japan or europe buying up some of these consolidating some of these companies is potentially saving them from massive like enforced censorship right. um because a lot of these companies are going to go either take the money or go under you know right. i think not enough people are considering these days who they're doing business with or who they're taking money from and mm -hmm. what the potential ramifications of that are. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's, yeah, if your umbrella company doesn't authorize these kinds of things, you're kind of stuck, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you obviously can um, produce new content, but it's, you know, very limited in what you could do. So. Yep. I mean, like I that, always I say, good and bad, you know, I mean, monopolization like one way or you know the other way like it's either way a monopoly isn't great but maybe at least you can have a little yeah. bit more freedom in your monopoly i think i mean it i don't i think with even more players now getting into the mix here i think it's going to be a good case for people don't have to worry about microsoft becoming a gaming monopoly mm -hmm. when you have other big players that are you know, just Trying. stepping in now. Yeah. And then when you buy up some of the smaller studios that frankly, sometimes get put together in the hopes that one of the big guys is going to notice them and buy them. Sure. Um, you kind of clear out room for new startups, yep. you know, new indies mm -hmm. to, to like take the space. So, yeah. um, so yeah. Um, Be interesting Sony to bought watch. Blue Point. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a space that's, that's developing and moving. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, sorry for the like long windedness there. Um, moving on to television, um, Netflix's other endeavor that we've known them well for, and now their major competitor, HBO. We get, um, this Game of Thrones prequel trailer. Yeah. 
I actually, uh, I talked to a couple people today um, who were like, yep, gotta, gotta get it back on HBO. Uh, House of the Dragon is almost here. And I was like, already working, already working. Yeah. Just from a, yeah. what is it, like two minute trailer? Yep. Already like, oh, gotta sign up. Could be Hopefully. hot trash, but could, could be. But we got to know, we got to find out, mm-hmm. you know, could be, could be the redemption that Game of Thrones fans are looking for in a show that's like, we got it all back. It's interesting and it's great. And we already know the world and, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. it's not going to end in a, in a flaming hot garbage mess like mm-hmm. the original GOT did. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, but what a strange but- trailer. You think so? Yeah, we saw no dragons. House oh. of the Dragon. Well, you know, they're working that out in the budget. <laughs> in the budget. At this point, gone. God, I hope not. <laughs> well, when is it coming out? Um, you said soon? I didn't think it was that soon. I, um, I'll take a look here. It just says coming in 2022. So yeah. next year, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope they've got they've got the budget for Dragon sorted out because they're, yeah, they're going to be tight for right? time whenever it is. They're waiting to see how Dune does. Let's see if Dune you think so? brings in a bunch of subscribers. <laughs> oh, we have more money. We can add another. We can another add some more scale details or yeah. We'll finally dragon. get that three headed dragon we've always wanted mm-hmm. for the Tar- Targaryens. Yeah. yeah, I I thought it was um it was a good trailer, but yeah, also kind of weird. You know, we just kind of like get a little bit of narration and then a little bit of like, you know, placards being like, hey, this many years ago before Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. look at all the blonde people, Fuzz- <laughs> fuzzy Matt Smith. Um, check out yeah, these knights. Matt Smith, yeah. And that was really weird that his that that shot was so dark and fuzzy. I hope it's I hope it's not what like indicative that? of the of the show where like the last two seasons of game of thrones i felt like we're shot in the dark they were so dark all the time well i mean didn't you feel like that like the last seasons were were just a lot of darkness yeah there was for sure um it's an interesting way to to shoot it i mean but they are it's at night you know sometimes shows are a little unrealistic with yeah, Darkness. I mean, I don't want it to be broad daylight, but I also am like, I know I'm seeing Matt Smith, but why is he so fuzzy? Mm. Um, but yeah, the uh, the random night battle, which I have no idea what that's that's about. That looked cool. They're fighting yeah. each other all over there. And then, yeah. I'm, I'm going to blame YouTube compression for Matt Smith's fuzziness <laughs> right there. I guess. In the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, Little, I didn't little... care at all. And then I saw this and I was like, okay, you know, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm ready to see it. Yeah. It was enough to like get you back and get you tantalized. Um, especially when, you know, they were like, so, like, I don't even remember what the line was. It was like something didn't build the throne, like dragons mm. build our throne. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, well, mm. another preview, but a different kind, sort of a clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little pre scene. Um, mm. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting a peacemaker focused television show um, coming soon. Actually, just in three short months, twenty twenty two. And I had no idea this was in the works, 
but I'm super excited about it because Peacemaker was one of my favorite characters from Suicide Squad. Not the Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. Okay. Yep. Anybody's mm-hmm. keeping track and, and <laughs> needs to make the distinction. Yep. I, yeah. It's a funny, it's a funny clip. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'll give it a shot. It's, it's sad. I'm sure that they're really hoping on this being now. I mean, we know now almost no one's going to understand who this character is. Yeah. Because the movie wasn't a big success. So this will come out unless it's really good. I mean, it's one of those things like, again, you know, you try to lean on, you know, uh, establish IP or something. Look at squid game, squid games. You know, out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, um, just left field. HBO mid. needs that other than Game of Thrones, you know, because yeah. we're talking how they have great content a lot now, you know, and um, but they still need to have something that hits the mass market here and really gets people talking. Yeah, I think um, I think if anything goes wrong with House of the Dragon, that'll be their like last gasp. You know what I mean? At at drawing viewers, unless they've got money I don't know about and they got deep pockets to pull something out. But yeah. this is this is their their real big chance to lure people back in. And, yeah, and that... hopefully get them hooked on other content, then of course would be the idea. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is their big their big pull. Yeah, I wanna know. Just like, you know. Gaming companies, how many of these streaming services can the market support? <laughs> you know, yeah. how many? It's always was like in gaming and console gaming spaces, like for a while, you had three Sega, Nintendo, and PlayStation, but that really didn't go long. Sega dropped, and then it was Nintendo, Microsoft, and PlayStation. And um, market supports that. Yeah. So I don't know. How many, you know, are what's Paramount Plus's numbers like? Yeah. What are uh, Peacock's numbers like? Oh, but God, Peacock's got to be bad. I don't see that. <laughs> Aver- yeah. Well, I guess maybe I'm not watching the network or something, but I do yeah. see Paramount Plus advertised quite a bit. I do too, yeah. So. All right. Um, Tuesday, this last Tuesday, it's like six days ago. <laughs> um was james bond day um that's exciting and the new james bond film is out now no time to die i have not seen it yet Um, so you won't be getting any spoilers from us from that but i just thought being james bond day was here that we might as well talk a little bit about the titular hero Absolutely. Spy and see what um, what movies are our favorites or least favorites. I know we've talked some Bond, but not a whole ton on the podcast. It's been a yeah. while. Well, and it was a it was a fun little treat to discover that um, all of the old James Bond movies are all free on Pluto TV through mm. Brosnan. They don't have any. They don't have any Craig. Um, okay. But I think other streaming services have have craig's movies i know i've seen them like replayed on different channels on cable so you know sure yeah you missed them they're out there mm-hmm. um so what you got to rewatch some yeah i watched a couple um i watched like 
Dr. No, I thought like it'd be fun to just like watch like the very first original, you know, James Bond. Um, and then I watched another Connery. I watched um, From Russia with Love. I watched Lazenby's only outing um, mm-hmm. as 007 on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is like a trip. I'd only seen clips of it before. And it. Oh, OK. Yeah, it is like wacky. It's so it's so weirdly important in like mm-hmm. any sort like of like canon. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so important to like the development of his character. And then it's but it's like terrible also. So it's hard to watch. I think, I think it, it grows on you. I think it grows on you. I think aspects of it did. And then there were aspects of like, I'm pretty sure I get why he's not invited back as James Bond. Like he just like, <laughs> he just like didn't quite work out. I get it. So. Okay. Um, and then well, I also watched like license to kill. Well, so Dalton. that's quite a few. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice diverse selection there. Yeah. I felt I didn't need to like go back and rewatch any of Brosnan. These are all like fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. So, so, I know I've I've asked, and I think I have a guess, but mm. who's your favorite Bond? Which Connery? Answer? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. OG, mm. yep, so, so good. Is it you know? Does that tie in with the movies as well? Like you feel like his movies or some of them are the best, or is it more specifically him? He is the best Bond, and there are yeah. better Bond movies. Ooh, that is a good question. Um. Hard to hard to say. I think he's definitely the best Bond for me. Um, I don't, and one of his movies is one of my favorite movies. Like Goldfinger is just like so good. I love it. It's excellent. It's everything James Bond should be. Um, but yeah, I guess actually, if I were like to be like held down and say like name your absolute best or slash favorite James Bond movie. It would probably be Skyfall. Okay. I really, yeah. really love that one. It's so good. I, and it's it's got stakes, but it's still got humor. It's got humanizing aspects. Like, you know, James James Bond, like, at the peak of his game, but also not at the peak of his game. Like, there's just, it's so good. I also love Judy Dench's M. I think she just mm-hmm. kills it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're in, uh, we're, simpatico there i think that mm. objectively if you're going to be trying to be objective skyfall is the best bond film mm-hmm. um, i always do love when they dig into bond's limited past too mm-hmm. you know like going home was just like you know and that's that's part of the reason also why i love um goldeneye when we get like okay. little sneak peeks into like his past as like an orphan and stuff like that um and sean ben's past mm. as well like, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't get a ton of James Bond. I'm not trying to say like we get a bunch, but just like some of like their, their past is hinted at, you know, being recruited by MI6 and some of their training stuff like that. I really mm-hmm. think you get to see it on display with Craig. You see like the, you know, a lot more of the mechanics in M6 or MI6, excuse me. Um, but yeah, that I always like that about Bond movies. Yeah, I think like my favorite, if I'm being totally biased just like importance to me (laughs) and just that i can never be tired of watching would be goldeneye i love that i think so good it's just it has the staple of great characters i love the addition of 006 like you say sean ben being in there 
Yeah. He is perfect. I don't think there's another um like example of that being done, you know, fellow spy kind of thing and the other ones. Yeah. Um and then just like constantly Zenya on a top. So you get the name <laughs> in there know. and you get the performance. It's a little larger than life. It's so you great, know, though. you've got Alan Cumming being the like eccentric uh, computer Nerd. hacker guy. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> it's just a lot of good stuff. Well, and it's, it's like a somewhat plausible threat. You know, sometimes they yeah. just like get a little wild and you're just like, yeah, reel it back in. Yep, we got to um, twirl our pen and yeah, keep track of it. clicks. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> So much fun, yeah, yeah. That's what those uh, those couple, Goldfinger, Goldeneye, and Skyfall are some of my favorites. Um, okay. Casino Royale is like up there. Didn't quite make like my top three, if I had to. But why do you think all the same good? things that I do, Andrea? Because <laughs> I'm in that head. Yeah, I, I guess I would. I would. The one I would kick out would be Goldfinger. Um, okay. I think that. Um, my third seat gets really muddy. Sure. Um, I think that in the Con Connery films, um, from Ru from Russia with Love is really good. It is um, absolutely. That's maybe my favorite of his. Um, Goldfinger like has almost too many of the trappings. Sure. Of like what. It like Austin Powers just had to take that movie and make oh, it yeah. like, that's just, it's just so memeable now or spoofable oh, yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and then I give credits to, um, like, I really like license to kill. I do too. A lot. And, Dalton, um, Dalton did a lot better than I think people were willing to give him credit for. Mm -hmm. And then for your eyes only is a, great movie too i so like i don't know things start getting messy for me after like those first two sure so uh, for um, me for me i kind of like um skip over a lot of roger moore his his to me are the like spoofable yeah bond movies they're just they're just on the side of too silly but they're it's some of those are so, like that's what they're doing Whereas I know, the but Connery it's, ones weren't doing that, you know, it wasn't, I know, but it's like too self-aware. I don't like it. I don't like mm. the like self mockery. You mm. know what I mean? It's it doesn't it doesn't feel done quite smartly enough where it's like a wink and a nod. It's like, hey, making fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's a little too much. Um, so that's so, where I have the problem. But if you watch just three of those movies there's three of them that are really good three of like the seven he did or eight maybe even he had a, quite a run which, yeah which definitely the most me, but... so um his first one live and let die yep that mm -hmm. is a good film a great great car stunts in there mm -hmm. um for your eyes only Yep. really good much more serious much more yep. toned down like i, will, uh, I, I mean will there's some that one that um, and then the spy who loved me also that one has jaws in it and stuff. Yes, And, uh, they're right. in Egypt that's and stuff. Right. Some of them, some of them get a little blendy for me. For yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Roger Moore is getting <laughs> blendy. 
Um, but yeah, those three, which I think you know, all things considered is pretty good. I mean, his yeah. ratio of good to bad is less than the others <laughs> due to yes. sheer numbers, but yeah. Also probably the most ridiculous in octopusy. Mm -hmm. Just, <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle it. Okay. So worst Bond films. So like, yeah, unwatchable to you. Like, what do you, what can't you Octopussy stand? is, is definitely up there for me. I can't with it. Um, also, I have to say for very different reasons to other Bonds star in my least favorite movies, uh, Die Another Day, which I really liked the stakes of that. Like that was interesting. Like the plot was, was cool. And then just like, so much, so much like Pierce Brosnan was at that point, definitely on the older side. It showed there were some stunts in there that were like unbelievable. Okay. Like well, him, yeah. the windsurfing. I mean, I know everybody talks That's about bad. it, but it is, it's ridiculous. It's really bad. The car that go, like, goes over the cliff and he just like hangs there and he somehow gets out. Like, I don't know, you know, Halle Berry wasn't terrible, but wasn't good either. There was just like a lot going on. So hmm. that's that's okay. one of my one that whole okay. ice pa the ice palace chase scene was cool, but mm -hmm. also like a little unbelievable with like how often they were like skating on thin ice that they like did not fall through in their cars. Mm -hmm. It was just like I don't know. Man. Hence the term we're skating on thin ice. I know, yeah. I know. Make it. So yeah, so that's one of my mm -hmm. least favorite. I I loved. I absolutely loved parts. There was a good movie in there. I just need things needed to be chopped away. They right. need to be. There was a good movie down. in there. You're right about that. But um, they ruined it. There was too. There was too much of the other like silly Bond craziness that was like over the top, and I was disappointed by that because yeah. the whole beginning, the whole like Bond gets caught, traded back, like all of that dilemma was great. The whole like we're gonna erase like the line between North and South Korea, see what happens. Whoa! Like what would have happened? I am very invested in this. This is crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, a lot of the other stuff was just like we're gonna use like a sun laser beam, crazy thing. Mm -hmm. So yep. Renato's in the chat. Thanks for jumping in. Hey, uh, Renato and Mike, what are your favorite and least favorite Bond films? <laughs> Chip in. I'm going to sneak my last least favorite Quantum of Solace for a very different, like, it was not entertaining enough reason. Okay. All right. So we have, we have, yeah, some breakdowns here. Um, Die Another Day, I will agree. I think that, I think that the movie was good for the first, I don't know where it actually ends up being, the first quarter of it. Yeah. Like, the opening <clears throat> and getting captured yeah. and, like, and then when he, like, gets kind of broken out and he's gonna yeah. like clean up and get his new car and then he, i think like he gets under the key. radar yep yeah and then I love all it. of a sudden i don't know what the point was <laughs> but it just got ridiculous we have an invisible so car off yeah it went <laughs> off the rails absolutely off the rails it um, really which did it didn't fit the tone like they were mixing you know like a dalton kind of film and a and a um, um, Roger, Moore. Roger Moore kind of film, yeah, together or something. It was a poor so. cocktail. It was a poor cocktail. Um, 
Maybe it was stirred, not shaken, and that's the problem. But boy, yeah. Die Another Day was just unfortunately a mess of an outing, and it's unfortunate yep. that I think Brosnan Brosnan's never going to have like my like, favorites, but he was good. He had a good run, decent movies, and just ended on a poor note. Okay, Renata says least favorite had Denise Richards as, uh, yeah. Um, Christmas Dr. Jones. Christmas. Oh, yeah. God. So oh, that was that's terrible. That's enough. another. That's, yes. Another Brosnan. That, yeah, that was not great. I will give it that. It's not my worst, but it was not good. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that had stuff going for it, too. I liked, um, yeah, I liked the female leads in that movie. Okay, Denise Richards was a little ridiculous, but, like, she was okay. And then the, yeah, the other actress, um, kind of the femme fatale one, she... I yeah. liked her. I liked the drama of her story. Um, they had the ridiculous boat chase in the beginning, but I was I was OK with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there was there was a bunch to like about that one, I think. Just kind of closed out. Not so well, like unbelievably. It's a theme. It's a theme. A theme. And apparently we're finding just like. Yeah. Closing out. Yeah. We start strong and then mm -hmm. somehow we take the movie somewhere else and we're like, whoa. Actually, yeah. But the time frame keeps getting shorter. Like where it's Mm -hmm. the movie's good. Because whereas Goldeneye is good the entire way through. Yes. Tomorrow Never Dies. I don't prefer the ending again, but it's just the end now, basically. And because everything up until then, I love uh, I Jonathan um, Price. Yeah. As the bad guy. I, I, Making his different own movies. Idea. I love it. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. It's so cool. It's 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 timeless. And he's he's a good Bond villain without being like cliche like other Bond villains can be. Yeah. And um, they offered up a new like scary guy that's unbeatable kind of thing in there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, and then you go world is not enough. And then, yeah, it gets, I don't know where that falls apart, but it's not just the ending. I don't mm-hmm. know, but it's like, yeah, midway mm-hmm. two thirds through. It's a figured little... stuff out here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Renato says his favorite is probably Casino Royale. Knows a popular pick. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was my number four. So I was high, high on my list. I really like it. Yep. I like just barely missed my top three cut. Casino Royale is the most, my most watched bond film. It's, I've definitely an, watched that one the most times. It's a good, easy watch. It's like a, it's an easy one to watch as a complete film. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. and it's enjoyable. I feel like you yep. gotta be in the right, like mindset for Skyfall. Cause Skyfall, like. He's like, okay, we're going on an emotional ride. Yeah. Yep. No, I just, I don't know. I, there was some set pieces and some action moments and everything mm-hmm. that I just really dug. And I ended up really loving the opening and the theme song and the credits and all that. That was really Eva good. Green's a great Bond girl. Yes. Yes. She really is. Yes. She a great job. Yep. Um, hmm. Other terrible ones for me. Mm-hmm. I think, um, sadly, the man with the golden gun. Yeah. 
it's not good. And I want to like it because Christopher Lee's in it. I know. I know. But, you know, and I don't remember Octopussy. Like, I don't really remember that other than him wearing, like, circus clothes. Because oh, yeah, there's yeah. a circus and stuff. It's, yeah, it's just. The circus. It's just not good. Like, there's just no part of it for me that's, like, watchable enough to put yourself through it. Mm-hmm. Awful. It's so bad. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, can't, I like can. I just can't with it. It's I think terrible. most of the worst Bond films are Roger Moore ones, unfortunately. Um, th- I think even, um, what, A View to a Kill, which I think is the one with Christopher mm. Walken. That's his, is that... isn't it? I think so. Yeah, that'd be a good thing to check. View to a kill. Correctly, says Alan. Correct. <laughs> Corrected. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, which is another shame because Christopher Walken, you know? Right. Yeah. Like squandered so. these great talents mm-hmm. on uh, really terrible films, unfortunately. Yep. Um, do you have a favorite? Um, oh, and then you said Quantum of Solace. Okay. So yes. that I, this is the thing I've harped on so many times is that Bond is the best at being Bond when it's not afraid to be Bond, mm-hmm. when it's trying to imitate something else that's cur- like Moonraker, okay? Yeah. Star Wars comes out. Now let's make Moonraker. No. Obviously, oh, you know, you don't like, don't jump on fads. Yep. You know, James Bond is best when it's timeless. It can right. be, you know, that's why it's the best Connery ones still hold up today. And I have full confidence Skyfall will in many years from now as well. Yeah. Um, so Quantum of Solace was, you know, Bond's lunch was getting eaten by the Bourne movies. So they went and they like did the camera stuff like like that. They they and I also really dislike how this this problem with having different directors, the setup of Casino Royale is he is just getting his double O mm-hmm. status yep. at the end. What the way I read this anyways is James Bond is now here. So like point of the point of is he's not quite the James Bond we're familiar with in most of the movie because he's learning a lot. He's not double right. O yet. Right. So when we go to the second one, I kind of expected there to be James Bond, but instead we got sort of like out for vengeance, hate everything, kill it all kind of yep. mentality, yep. which I understand but didn't work well for me Mm-mm. despite like some of the best suits and fashion in that movie mm-hmm. and some great set pieces, some beautiful desert shots. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool things I really want to like about it. Yeah. But as a bond movie, it fails. Yes. So. I agree. There were pieces again, like there was pieces of a cool movie in there. And I think they just like freaked out and rushed it like you said, just like in response to Jason Bourne, like, oh my God, this is what we got to do. And it's like, just like take a breath, everybody. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Like just realize that like by making them more similar to each other, you're not making this better and you're not making people want to come watch it because like they could be like, well, I just watched Jason Bourne. What's the point of bond? The point of bond Mm -hmm. is to be different. Mm -hmm. So yeah, poor, poor decision-making at that movie. 
I think the director blamed in this one um, the writer's strike. This movie oh. was, I think, delayed <clears throat> and like went through problems because of writers' big. I think that was the last big writer strike in Hollywood okay. or whatever. Sure. And so there was all kinds of problems. And so I'm guessing the final script ended up getting really thrown together. Sure. At that point, I would have just, I don't know. Postpone, it's wait. Yeah. It's hard to lose money, but it's worse if it's you lose money like this with a yep. poor outing. Yep. Um, do you have a favorite theme song? Favorite, uh. Goldfinger is like so iconic. I love it. You and Goldfinger. I do. I, I love Goldfinger, uh, but I actually love Golden Eyes theme song more. Okay. I, I think Goldfinger is probably one of the, like the most recognizable for people. You know what I mean? Like it was just like such, um, it's so tied in with the movie and it's just like so ubiquitous. I don't know. And I know like Golden Eyes a little bit modeled um, theme song wise off of Goldfinger. Gold yeah, this is one of my favorites. It's a good pick. I can't pick. I don't know. I mean, I, I think Tina that. Jim. Love me some Tina. Yeah. Jim. Yep. yep. Sam. Uh, Sam Smith. His one actually, yeah. like for whatever reason, the first time I heard it, I didn't love it, but that really grew on me. I, yep. I think that's a great song. But there's so many. There Living are Life so Guy, many. You know, Paul McCartney. So good. Yeah. Um, yes, of course, Goldeneye is great. Um, Thunderball, Tom mm -hmm. Jones, you know, yep. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yep. So there's a lot. Yeah. Definitely. They, they do often get it right in the music department. For the yeah. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow Night, World is Not Enough. That's a, yeah, that's a pretty that's a powerful song, song, actually. Unfortunately, does not match with a great movie, but but again, mostly, we get a good mostly. chunk. We get a good, yeah. you know. I I still, <clears throat> I mean, what's her face sitting on top of Bond, cranking the thing further? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's good. It is good. It's, uh, it's fun <laughs> also to have a female villain. Yeah, yeah. In my yeah. view. Mm -hmm. All right. To wrap up, James Bond. Mm -hmm. Um. Are you planning Are you excited to excited for the new one? Yeah, that's yeah. Just, yeah, right. Um, I, I am excited for the new one. I mean, it's his last outing. I feel like, you know, I gotta go see it, even if it's just to make sense of the uh the confusing trailer of like so many different moving pieces. How mm. is this all gonna come together? I just gotta mm. know. I gotta know. Plus, I, I like the uh idea of another double O. Okay. That that's possible. I think oh, I, we that did I that I think is hinted at in the trailer. Sure. Yeah, I've heard a lot of uh, meh oh, from okay. people coming out of it, but sure. I haven't read any reviews. I'm not going to read any reviews and stuff, so nope. I'll see it sometime here. Normally, I would be going right away. It's just normally it's in November. Right. Bond likes to release in November, so... This poor movie, it's, it's one of those that's been through the uh, release date ringer. Yeah, like Black Widow. Yep. Those are like the OG like pushback movies. Mm hmm. Yep. All right. Well, from one um, often essentially science fiction series um, to another mm -hmm. in Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars Visions. 
So this, um, I can't promise no spoilers, I would yes. say. I don't know how we, if we need to just be spoilery about it, but I can't promise. <laughs> um, so Star Wars Visions is on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. You are indeed right when you mentioned the other week that uh, like, will there be fan hate or something like that? Yeah. I did see some. Um, I did see some, but I, uh, mostly I have just haven't heard much noise about this at all. Yeah, it's been really quiet. You know, which I think is interesting that um, Disney has now done a couple in their other properties here, animation things. So what if in the Marvel yeah. side of things and now Star Wars Visions in the Star Wars side of things mm -hmm. and um, neither of them have really made like a dent or an impact or had got people talking, it seems. So yeah. despite the people that have watched them seem to like them a lot usually mm -hmm. so yeah they're not uh they're not getting a whole lot of views it seems um if you're basing it on you know people's reactions they've been pretty mm -hmm. quiet so i i would be very interested to know what their viewing numbers are like i wonder what would happen if like disney had just put these all on Crunchyroll. Mm, sure you know where people are looking for anime you sure. know what yeah. the, that would be different at all but but anyways, as far as the actual uh, series, um, mm. what did we think of them? I mean, um, we had um, nine episodes. Yes. So just like there are official numbered movies, <laughs> um, there are nine of them. Yes. So first one, The Duel. The duel. I really enjoyed the duel. Um, I think it was a good one to lead off on. It was like action, fun, you know, like getting gritty right away. You didn't really need a whole lot of lead in to know what happened. Um, little surprise elements here and there, you know, got like fun little like stranger coming to town. Got a little like, here's my robot sidekick, you know, just some, mm -hmm. some classic Star Wars elements. But yeah, I thought it was a great episode. It was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely started strong. I agree. It um what I like mm. about this is that the Star Wars was originally so heavily inspired by Japanese samurai films. Mm. And so we get to now kind of really see that played out in you know a uh, circle. Yeah, a really fun way. So yeah. It fits. Star Wars potentially fits so well in a Japanese created feudal Japan kind of setting or something um, that it just seemed at home to me. But then we get to see, you know, lightsaber katanas. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So, cool. so the art is great. There's very there's not a lot of dialogue. It's just, you know, a lot of visual storytelling. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I loved the uh, like very charcoal-esque uh, mm -hmm. world that they built. Um, and then, you know, you got to see like just blips of color here and there, like you say, in the lightsabers and stuff like that. Just was really like striking and impactful. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of, a, kind of a really cool showcase of what you can do with, you know, this kind of like minimalist um you know, coloring of animation style. 
I really enjoyed yep. that. Another anime um, that this creator made was Outlaw Star. Mm. So that's yeah. a a big one that that he had done. Um, and we'll see. Like, well, we'll we'll get there. Um, <laughs> next one, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody. Episode Let me two. down. Let me yeah. down. I really wanted to like it. I really and there were there were pieces I liked. I love the yeah. whole like we got to save our bandmate and like Jabba the Hutt. Like talk about like a callback to Star Wars and like recognizable right there and Boba Fett and like that was fun. I didn't like the music, like that song that they played. Okay. I was like. Eh. that's what's gonna sell job of the hut yeah gonna... i didn't like it i didn't really dig the lead singer's voice like the 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 tune and the beat and like was rocking and it was fun like seeing the band play together um you know they they clearly were having a great time and that that energy was great but yeah didn't didn't dig it overall alan asked english audio or japanese and i honestly didn't know they Ooh. also did it in Japanese. Same, yeah. I mean, I should have looked for that as an option, but yeah, I just, yeah. I guess, I just assumed. Um, so perhaps Japanese, I would have thought differently, because yeah, I had, I had trouble this one. Like, I just didn't. I thought it was me. cute, you know. Like, I don't really care about it for a kid or something. It's cute. It's alright. Yeah, I was just coming off like the duel, so so I. Perhaps it's the way I watch them. I, to to be frank, I binged them all, so I just mm -hmm. kind of like had almost one. I took like one break, I think. Um, yep. And I just like watched them straight through. So coming off like how I thought the duel opened, you know, yeah, this little like mini series. Tough I, change. I was, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I knew they were all going to be different, and that's fine. Like I can roll with a change of pace, but this just didn't seem to fit. Joseph Gordon Levitt was the singer, or do you mean Jason Gordon Levitt? Because I don't know. Jason Gordon Levitt is. Yeah. I assume Joseph, but I I mean I didn't uh I didn't hear, notice that, I guess. I didn't Yeah. Yep. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I huh. like him and he's he's a good actor. I just I like didn't feel like yeah. it fit here. Um I did love episode... the uh I'm sorry. I, oh, no, I, say, I love the triple demon on the drums. That was great. Okay. That was so fun. I feel like that's a very complicated life. It is. It must be. Like I would. I would watch a short about his life, their <laughs> yeah. life. I don't know. I don't even know. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is it three and one, or is it like aspects? Mm -hmm. Like, how does that all work? Yeah. Yep. It's the tough life questions. Yeah. Uh, episode three, the twins. This yeah. is by <clears throat> Studio Trigger. This to me, mm -hmm. is, this is Kill Kill Gurren Lagann. Yeah, very uh, recognizable. Brand style. new animal. Yep, that's yep. Um, Promare. That's them. Mm -hmm. I thought it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'll bring up in this one. I. I feel like it's an issue in a number of these, which is really one of the things that kept some of my excitement down. Yeah. Um, was dialogue. Like I know anime is like 
I've been watching some Flame of Rekka, some like older stuff that is dubbed in English and not well done. But like there was there was the time and like they would translate stuff from Japanese and it would just mm-hmm. like not always work. And mm-hmm. I feel like I almost almost felt rushed in a way that yeah. like, you know, OK, we only have, you know, like 15 minutes to tell this story. And so yep. we're, you know, expedition exposition be damned. We're going to we're going for it. We're it's being we're being really obvious. And I feel like the writing. Faltered. Mm-hmm. Um, not the content of the story, but the script. Yeah. I yeah. kind of, you know, it hit or miss throughout all these episodes. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's on display here. Absolutely. The twins was one I thought I was going to like more than I did even though I didn't not like it, if that makes mm. sense. <laughs> My expectations were really high for it. Yeah, yeah. And though I thought it lived up to it visually, it didn't story-wise. Yep, I agree. You know, so. Um, the Village Bride. Mm-hmm. I dug this one. Yes, this is good. I have one complaint about this sure. one. Lay it on the, me. The bird nose on the mask. <laughs> I didn't like the nose thing on the mask. Sure. sure. Bother me. So. Yeah. But otherwise, I thought this was uh, a strong, a strong entry. And I would totally watch more about this protagonist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fun. It was, they didn't need a whole lot of exposition, but we still got like a little bit of exploration of where we were situated with our like actual problem at hand what was going on who was going to do something about it like you kind of knew like the whole time who was being inched Mm -hmm. forward but it's still like great to see it yeah um you know see it all play out the way it did um yeah i thought it was a really like well built world well-paced episode Mm -hmm. yeah i think um I almost got the sense that some of these were being written to hopefully tempt Disney into ordering more. Sure. You know, they like leave these things on cliffhangers and just like, you want to see more, don't you? Right. Pay us to make more. I, there were definitely like, if that was me, there were definitely episodes I would pay more to see more about. Mm-hmm. And this is one that could fit into canon. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these, uh, obviously, like, you know, we look at the twins in the last one, just the still frame I'm seeing now is like the lightsaber blades being wrapped around one lightsaber Mm. and like, you know, they're in space and like we're, you know, it's like not at all possible within what we're given for Star Wars. Right. Um, But it's very animated. It's very like Castlevania. mm -hmm. You know, when I talk about like Trevor's whip all the time. Oh, it's more than that. No, I, I just mean, mean like, you know what I mean? Like it yeah, only fits in yeah. animation because that's the only way you believe that. Yep. <clears throat> um, the Ninth Jedi. thought this was another really good one. It's with the Sabersmith. Yeah. The oh, beacon. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Beacon drawing these people in. They're like playing with the expectations. Oh, they got the me. There. They yeah. got me. It was good. Everybody turns on their lightsaber and it's all red. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's good. So I love the uh, the animation of this. This was production IG, I believe. Okay. Um, and um, 
it's um so they have done a lot but i think of them for the ghost in the shell television series oh okay sure and um again this was an interesting ensemble of characters and one i could totally watch more of like mm-hmm. let me see this in a 13 episode story yeah um yeah we have our great little like protagonist who's mm-hmm. like finding her way yeah um, like obviously her only mission wasn't you know to just deliver these um lightsabers it was to like you know, she find was the her ninth own ge- and, like, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was great good setup yep um alan's saying that simu lu uh is one of the actors in that one so shang chi that's shang chi isn't he oh yeah that's cool yeah who was he i don't know i have no idea i did not look up voice actors uh let's see i can let's see okay that's the japanese voices <laughs> yeah now i'm really interested to go back and see if my opinions would change on anything watching it in japanese right yeah like especially mm-hmm. when i talk about like tattooing rhapsody i mean probably probably not like hugely but it might make a difference because mm-hmm. there are there definitely are um series that you know like i think death note is you know watchable only one way and that's in japanese because english does not work for me at all yeah so, no it's it's knows? a good point it's um yeah i usually yeah we've had we've had this talk we have but yeah i think yeah. it's just relevant here yeah. no absolutely just to say like i was just about to like launch <laughs> and i was like no i've, I've said this sidestepping uh, it yeah um tob1 which is kind of interesting tob1 it's like yes this cute you know, little play yeah on ob1 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i thought this was so cute like this was a this was a change of pace one from the more like serious dramatic ones that i thought worked where like tatooine rhapsody was like kind of like a you know like kids could watch it like it was cute and stuff mm-hmm. this was also kind of like a cutesy one but i thought they did a really good job with it yeah well they really went with the kind of astro boy so they were <laughs> yeah. it's like they were you know tying together um you know this uh, this iconic western culture thing with this iconic japanese thing in that way mm-hmm. And, um, so I thought that was neat. It was, it was well animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's responsible for S- fruits basket and Dr. Stone. Oh, um, those are two very different shows. Yeah. Both, both of them I love. So yeah. Writing uh, maybe that I liked this. writing those anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yuichido Kido. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I thought this uh, was cute. Very like master and apprentice, but like you kind of like see more of the apprentice journey, mm-hmm. you know, um, reminded me of a lot of like, oh, like actually Obi-Wan's journey in the like early uh, prequel trilogy. You know, we like just get like a little bit of, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn and then we have to like see Obi-Wan kind of figure some yeah. stuff out really quickly on his own. I guess my disappointment with this was when I was watching through it, I was kind of like, okay, so this is a setup of Luke Skywalker 
except mm, he's sure. making a new choice. Sure. You know, Luke could have been that aunt and his aunt and uncle were killed. And so therefore he took up the responsibility that was their like life's work, mm-hmm. you know, was their, their farm and their way of life. And so it sort of like, you know, spurred him. You know, a lot of people would do this in real life, potentially. Maybe it's not the dream that they do. And so that's why right. it's not, you know, that's why it's, they put it in the movie. But whereas your parents are running a business or something like that, and like yeah. they pass away or whatever, and now you feel the responsibility to, to pick up that mantle and like carry that forward. That's kind of what this kid did, you know, yeah, whereas cool. Luke goes and like, like I'm off, you know, nothing <laughs> left for me here, gone. And, and yeah. um, and so, um, but then it kind of changed. Then it was like, well, okay, I guess they're coming back for me. I will take them down and then, then I'm going to leave. And still, though, still working towards the mission of his like creator, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of got the best of both worlds when you think about it. Mm hmm. Yep. The one thing I didn't understand was like where the Kyber crystal came from. Yeah, I don't know. I assumed it was like in him or something like, like he just always knew. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And just like. But... Yeah. I think that's a small enough element that we could we could take it in the, you know, like 15 minutes they had to just like, yep. it's just going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, the elder. So oh, that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the master and apprentice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Final battle. Um, mm-hmm. I, what'd you think of this one? I liked it, but I, I felt it was a little bit for me, a bit more forgettable in terms of like what actually happened. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it was so much about like the duel that I just sort of was like, yeah, they're dueling. Mm. Okay. Okay. I, I liked it quite a bit though. The apprentice was kind of bothering me. Mm-hmm. For a while, like his attitude, like if I was his master, I would have snapped back at him, like, you know, put him in his place because, yeah. you know, but it's the rapport they had, I guess, or whatever, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the end, I'm like, well, this is another one I could totally see fitting within the Star Wars world and yes. just seeing this master and pre- apprentice go through more adventures trying to help out in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were very old. like buddy cop. Yep. Yep. That's a good way to put it. Um, let's see who this one is by writer. Um, oh, he is a director of Gurren Lagan. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Um, Lop and Ocho. I liked this one. I like this, this is one, one of the best ones. Yeah, I would have to agree. I you feel like everything. they got a lot said in the amount of time they had here. Yep. I mean, it was a it was a titch longer, but 20 minutes. It, yep. it worked. It needed it needed the 20 minutes. Um, yeah, I thought this was great. Like it had everything like family stakes, like you know, making choices, past and present, revel in empire, like, ah, just, just excellent. And like, now you've got like these two sisters on opposite sides. 
like both like very convinced that they're doing the right thing. It's mm-hmm. great. I would totally watch more of this. I'd watch the heck yep. out of it. This one felt um, like they took a lot of, um, you know, they really weren't afraid to be and do something different, but it mm-hmm. still felt like it could totally be in the same galaxy. Yes. Like, the planet felt more fleshed out the civilization they had there, like their, their power struggle and the whole, like it seemed like a realistic implementation of Imperial rule Mm -hmm. and um, the issues you'd have with that or whatever. And yeah. And then with the, the Japanese architecture, um, it just, it was different than any other star Wars, but using a lot of those, those things and, yeah, I think I, I'm seeing on IMDb, this one gets a 7.3 rating, and I think it should be higher. I agree. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I thought it had the most to explore thematically. Like, it fit a lot of different stuff in there um, mm-hmm. within, a, within a very complete story. So I just, yep. yeah, this was my favorite for sure. I feel like it's something that definitely could have been, this is an episode that could have been in the middle of a 10 episode series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, where About you, this. you lead to this point, you yep. know, and now we've got to have the, the re- second half of the season, find the conclusion to this, what yep. is going to happen. Yep. So we get more and more of these like left, left unanswered things, you mm-hmm. know, but um and then the last episode episode nine akakiri yeah i liked where this was going but it leaves it left me with like one of the questions that i've always had about star wars and that is like the whole the whole like way of the sith and like taking on an apprentice it just happens so immediately it's Mm. like one choice. Cool, you're my apprentice now. And everybody's like, yep, totally. Yep, got it. I'm your apprentice now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I've always had an issue with that. It's like, really? Like, you made a bad choice and now you're just like going over to the dark side. Sith is your master. Like, I don't know. I've always just had an issue with that. And, and this, yes. this episode's conclusion, like, really stuck. Like, felt, it felt jammed in my face and not in a good way. that's what she said um (laughs) thank you thank you for taking that softball (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i this one didn't really hold my attention and i i agree that's i mean it's definitely a conversation that um i'd like to hear some like different thoughts on because it's definitely something i've always thought like it's too you don't like do one thing you know is wrong and then or something like that and then just well i'm all in now that's it you know (laughs) like no more um like problems of you know crisis of conscience ever you know you just you're you're just evil now right um well and like the sith just like expect that too it's like both mindsets like like whoever it is making the choice is just like, yep, I'm your apprentice. And the other guy's like, yep, come on, you're my apprentice. Let's go. Yep. Like that's, that's what, it. There's honestly, no more fighting. 
That's why, honestly, I think they did pretty good in the prequel trilogy for Anakin. Yeah. <clears throat> because, okay, spoilers for Star Wars Episode Three. <laughs> um, like, if you, they, it could have been done a little slower. You know, yeah. like we could have seen Anakin's relationship with um, uh, Palpatine earlier and like in episode one he basically just says hi and you have potential you know right. we could have seen them hey, like a little bit more yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. in episode two be the same thing we see them like we see them talking but um yeah he says a so little like, like you know oh you're so powerful yeah mm -hmm. yeah stroke his ego yeah um when you get to episode three it can seem quick but if you put in the situation where Anakin believes that his his wife and now pregnant wife, the only way to save her is through these abilities that the Jedi are keeping from me. Mm -hmm. They don't trust me. They haven't given me a position on the council, even though like I've this war hero. I'm like doing everything for everybody. I'm a hotshot pilot. I'm all this stuff. They haven't recognized that like I'm clearly wiping the floor with everybody else <laughs> and they're keep still keeping stuff from me. So my only choice chance here is this guy who has built a relationship with me who I've grown to trust. And now Mace Windu jumps in and is going to kill him. So that's your choice. The right. guy that is going to can save my wife and my child is about to die. What do I do? All right. Well, I'm, I'm stopping it. I, I value my wife and my child over Mace Windu. You right. know? And so we then should. he's like. Logical. Yeah. I get that. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's sort of like, all right, well, I've got to do what I have to do now to, you know, help i've kind of chosen to help this guy i've gone in and i've killed a former master that i'm trusting is now going to help save my wife and um though maybe killing younglings is a little too far maybe there's would have been maybe that's the moment that's a little much it's far. but but I mean, he once, shows remorse but it's like ugh, mm -hmm. still children but once he thinks that his once his body is like demolished then and he's lost so many limbs and he thinks his wife and child are dead, he really doesn't have anything left but hate. Like it really makes sense then at that yeah. point. It's like the transformation's complete, you know? It and like I agree that 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 point like totally makes sense. But it's just the like I'm so all in right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, like there, like you said, there, there are nuggets, I think that like lead up to it. And there's like a, a moment where it's like, sure. Like Mace Windu, like, I need you to back off because like, potentially this could be really helpful for me, but I haven't mm -hmm. quite, quite chosen. And then it's like the killing young looks for me. That's like, Whoa, yeah. super far. You're just like all in dark side, kill some kids to save mm -hmm. my one kid. Yeah. Too much. I mean, too quick. You know, <clears throat> power being corrupting, okay, but it's a slow thing. Right, like, exactly. There are, and, there are cliffs that you right. like, but cascading cliffs, right. you know, 
that you have to keep falling off and they get continuously worse. Right. So it's domino. Right. Where like in the movie, the killing younglings thing for me is like too far because that's, Mm -hmm. that's like a full on just like dipping your toe in the pool and suddenly like waterfalling it. Right. Um, And here in this like episode, it's like, it's like the same premise. Like I need to save the woman I love. Like these powers are the way to do it. Whoop. I'm your apprentice. Now I'm a Sith. Like Mm -hmm. one thing happened. Yep. Yep. I mean, if you had that choice, then what about like, okay, so you can kill a room full of children to potentially save your husband and child. Mm -hmm. That's a tougher call to, because you have to actively, that's not like, you know, that's an, you have to actively do right. an act of violence, of horrific right. violence in and order like, to potentially save. And like multiple times, it's not like, yeah. you know, I asked you to kill like one kid, you know, and you got to stay yeah. in there and like, look at that kid and like, figure out if you can do it. It's like a whole room full of kids. Or you weren't holding academy. your lightsaber and the kid slipped on a banana peel and fell on right. your lightsaber. <laughs> or oh, like, no, you're dead. Like, like in the, um, <laughs> Sorry, I just had a vision of that now aptly because we're talking Star Wars visions. Um, but like when Luke is like contemplating whether or not to kill, you know, Ben, um, and he's like just standing over his bed, just like thinking about it. Nothing happens where it's like, mm. whoa, like my saber slipped or he woke up and just like freaked out into my lightsaber. Like, yeah, you know, you're still trying to make the choice, but he like jumps out of bed. And you're like, shit, like it just happened. Nothing like none of that, you know, it's yep. just like this, like, yeah, it's just too much too quick. And and I felt like to bring it back around to Star Wars visions, I felt like this moment was a lot of just like, now I'm a Sith. Yeah. Like whole big episode. And that's what happened. Yep. <clears throat> so overall, what'd you think? Um, Overall, I thought there was promise to this, but much like, um, much like the twins episode. I wanted to like this more than I ended up actually liking it, but did not not like it. Okay. So I had very complicated feelings about this. I liked it. Good pieces. If they did another and sort of like developed on some of like the the stronger episodes, I'd be in to watch it. Um, but I, I think they'd need like a hard look at some of the some of the episodes that were created, too, because there were not always winners. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see some of them move forward and to get yeah. full seasons or whatever because yeah. i really did enjoy some of it i don't it didn't i said i came in with really high expectations and i wouldn't say that it it succeeded those yeah but i really like some of them just you know and yeah. i didn't expect to like all of them or love all of them yeah. but um yeah some dialogue issues but there was a few questions that came up for me as um or I thought I was I wanted to know what they were instructed when they were given this project. Like oh, was sure. was it because there were some a lot of recurring things like kyber crystals. How many things were kyber crystals brought up? Yeah. In? Like yeah. is were you were you told you should feature lightsabers and maybe how they're made or something like that? Sure. Um, were they told time periods to maybe ex- try to exist in? Were they, you know, like were they given bullet points? Yeah. Um, or did they not. Say, did they say you can use like side characters from Star mm-hmm. Wars or not? Yep. Because it was really, I was really fascinated with one, 
how consistent they were with the lone samurai Jedi kind of mm-hmm. dynamic, which yeah. I'm all for. And yeah. we see Star Wars getting its influence from Kyber Crystals, um, another big one. Um, and then, so those were the more, I guess, not puzzling, but continual repeated things that stood out to me that I didn't expect necessarily. Sure. And then the stuff that I did that I really appreciated from this was the inf- just the influence of the Japanese architecture and everything. So having the, the katana lightsabers and having the, you know, cherry blossoms and the Japanese architecture and all that stuff, you know, the robes, the Jedi robes look like, yeah. you know, yukata or kimono you know it's just all that stuff just seemed like a match made in heaven so yes yeah strong elements that that i wish um i wish would have been built upon a little bit more even even in these like short 15 minutes Mm -hmm. sometimes they felt a little lacking all right. Well, maybe again in Japanese and see if things have changed with that um yeah i'd give it a roll of the dice like see how i feel yeah, or at least pick the good ones, you know, the ones you really like and see yeah. if it changes and makes it better. But um, all right, I think that should do it. Um, we've covered a lot of ground this episode. That was Popcast on the Rocks, episode 78. <clears throat> um, please leave us your feedback in all the appropriate places. So any inappropriate places, wherever, you know, um, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, leave us a review on your favorite podcast directory take your pick all of the above it's all great um i'd like to thank our theme song killing the flower um you can find their music on instagram spotify and youtube Mm -hmm. so go ahead and take a look at that and um That'll be about it from us. We've got a lot of things coming up in the future. We got to talk Bond movie. We got to talk spoilery Ted Lasso stuff. Um, we haven't had uh, Ridley Scott Day yet, so stuff's coming. Absolutely. So let us know what you want us to talk about, what you're excited for, all that. So, anyways, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Andrea, for joining me once again. Of course. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>